Hey everybody, welcome to What's Up With That Bro, the podcast, where we're watching Lost backwards from the last episode to the first episode with Chad, who's never seen Lost before in his life. Except for uh, the ones that I watched for this episode, for the previous episodes. I'm not going to count anymore. I'm not going to count how many episodes <laughs> of Lost that I've seen. And good evening, I'm AJ. I'm also part of this podcast, and tonight we have a special guest, Michael Wiesman. Oh, thank you very much, AJ. I do feel special now. Yes. And now I know how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> I did not know up until now. I, I always thought you were Wiseman. I know. It's been a long nine months that we've known each other. Thanks for finally <laughs> catching on. Hey, I've been drunk for most of those. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's why we never corrected you. We just thought you were drunk and trying to pronounce his name right. No, no. I was pronouncing it absolutely correctly wrong. Well, the special part of this guest thing is really really wearing off quick. <laughs> Uh, so, Michael, tell us about your growing ups. I'm just kidding. I'm fucking around. Did you watch Lost as a child? Uh, no, I watched uh, Lost in college. Uh, That's kind of like being an adult. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like being a child, too. You know, things were great. It was the Bush years. Think times were simpler. <laughs> what do you remember about Lost when it, was, when it was on, when you used to watch it? I remember how the first season was really, like, blowing your mind. Like, the mm -hmm. what's... Oh, I don't want to spoil it for you, but, uh, you know, the hatch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I barely remember the hatch, but yeah, I, I think. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are talking about a physical hatch or if Richard Hatch guest starred. Yeah, it was what's, what's in Richard Hatch. <laughs> I don't like, who is Richard Hatch? You don't know who Richard Hatch is? No. If you had to guess why Richard Hatch is famous. I, I would guess it's because he's missing a hand. He but was he, he overcame it anyway <laughs> as a great actor. Mostly he kind of hatched it off his own hand. <laughs> I remember on that name. He was hatch. in a season of Survivor, but he season. was well known before that and I don't know why. Huh. Wasn't he? No, he was the winner of first season yeah, of Survivor. He was the winner of the first season okay, and he that's was naked the whole name. time. Naked guy. Yeah. I'm gathering from okay, context. I I totally thought Richard Hatch was someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that he was Starbuck on the original Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Nope, totally a guy missing his hand, hatched it off himself. Pretty sure that's the truth. But now I don't know who that guy is. Thanks. <laughs> I thought that it was Richard Hatch. Apparently, totally a different name. Yeah, welcome, so, welcome back to Hatch Talk. Yeah. <laughs> Talking hatches. Talking hatch dicks. <laughs> we'll call, um, this is our new podcast. It's called Hatch Stick Men. <laughs> Are we supposed to talk about the episode we just watched, though? Yes. Oh, nope. yes. This yeah. is all dedicated to Richard Hatch. <laughs> From start to beginning, yeah. a whole hour to Richard Hatch. Interesting kidding. thing about Richard Hatch, his favorite episode of Lost was season six, episode 11, titled Happily Ever After. It Prove us wrong, internet. Yeah. It's a, it's a real Desmond-centric uh, yeah, episode. Yeah, Desmond episode. Dirk Benedict. Yeah, it's basically Richard Hatch. <laughs> <laughs> He's got two uh, uh, dong uh, euphemisms in his name, so I feel like that's good. Richard Hatch? Dirk Benedict. Oh, Dirk Benedict. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. oh, wait, yeah. no. Richard Hatch was Apollo Dick Hatch. in the original <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. Oh, that's why he was me. Happily Ever After is the title of this episode? Yes. It starts with an I. Yeah. I, I think it's number four so far yeah. out of seven. That's kind of the thing. Well, we got to see the I twice yeah. in this episode, so that's definitely four. You know how uh, Quentin Tarantino in his movies is always like... Uses the N-word? Yeah, there's a lot of use of the N-word, and there's always shots of ladies' feet. Because he's mm -hmm. really into feet. I heard that. Yeah. J.J. Abrams is really into men's eyes. Strictly men's eyes. Yeah. He could fall forever eye. in those. Yeah. I could too. I mean, the actor that plays Desmond Human, Jack. Yeah. Wonderful eyes. It starts off, as, as you kind of want every story to start off with, is, is awaking from an unconscious state. So he's, he's right in the middle of a, some sort of medical catastrophe. It's a real rough wake-up for him right at, the, right at the start. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the most like just terrible bedside manner I think you could expect. Yeah. Well, he's not happy to be back on the island. No, he was not. He was not at all. And uh, that was the most awkward IV stand beating I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> you Wait, usually so have to go to the nursing home to see a like an IV stand beating like that. Yeah. yeah usually young, able-bodied people pick it up. Mm. When they do it, and not just lean it over. Chad, give us your top three IV beatings Ooh. that you've seen. That's actually a really rough list. <laughs> uh, actually, actually, in the spirit of the Romans, your top four IV beatings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, I don't. Shit. I don't even want to sully that joke with actually trying to make up some IV stat <laughs> beatings. Let's move on. Yeah, tweet us your favorite uh, IV uh, beatings. Yeah, just send it to us. Yeah, yeah. Or, we'll, we'll know what you mean. Or just attack us with IV stats. Yeah. <laughs> if you find us on the street and you beat us with IV stands, we'll understand. I mean, we'll get it. The surrounding purveyors probably not so much. I said the word purveyors in a sentence. I'm so proud Was that of your you. word of the day? I don't. I it might have been on my word of day calendar. Now that I think about it, was it for today? I don't know. I'm glad it's. I'm glad yeah. it's working well for you. That's <laughs> really have an effect. Yeah, I, I'm going to come across so many more words this year. It's the beginning of the. Well, it's it's. We got a lot going on this year. It's towards the beginning of the year. Hey, at least uh, not too many famous people are dead yet. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of trying to make people dead, though. So Desmond, right? So, the, so, so they're like they're they're big. Is trying to keep us on track. I know, right? I think I know how a podcast is supposed to work. I think we're supposed to maybe drive around a point. Right. Yeah, so we're, we don't we're right in the middle of our it, new though. segment, which is AJ's word of the day. <laughs> it ties in so nicely with our lost motif. Brought yeah. to you by the calendar. He can't quite remember. <laughs> Do you have a word of the day calendar, AJ? You know what? I'll be honest with you guys. <laughs> I do not have a word of the day calendar. <laughs> that was a lie. I am outing myself on this podcast as a known liar and purveyor of lies. I I wouldn't say that that's a lie, AJ. That's improvisation. <laughs> <laughs> and what is pro- improvisation but a bunch of nicely strewn together? It's a bunch of lies that people agree with. <laughs> Why did I take notes during this goddamn episode? <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the island and we see Charles Widmore kind of starts off with the famous line that we've heard a bunch of times in the show so far. The island isn't done with you. We've heard it many times, and this keeps coming back. So I think we can expect it to keep coming back for the rest of the series. What's your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, Desmond won't be the last person that the island is not done with. Coming from where we're at, like, we've seen the ending. Like, the island doesn't seem like it had a plan for anybody. I mean, I could be off. That was the writer's room. Yeah. 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 The island is the writer's room. (laughs) Oh, shit, I just got that. Yeah. I just got that. I figured it out. They're all trapped there. They they just keep on going back, and they're just like, I we just we just want to leave. We don't want to be here. It's a writer's room. Your contract isn't up yet. We're not done. The island is not done with you. Put somebody write that. Write that into the next script. What is this? Season one. Does uh, let's the island keep going. have rules? Yeah, oh, it's the writer's room. They get to make up the rules. So Whitmore's big plan. Well, first of all, Whitmore they've constructed a really impressive industrial facility on this island. Yeah, I'm really yeah. So, I'm really impressed with it. Who built this thing? I mean, they, there's a bunch of eggheads there. I don't there. know who built it, but it was built at least 20 years ago because that's when they said the last time the generator went on. Oh, oh. well, that's when it's that last last time it ran. So, and they they built it to last, too. Yeah, humid tropical environment and it just starts right up when they're not even done with its maintenance. So someone's wrong on that side of the equation. Either the maintainers have been just like fucking off for a while. Well, well maybe maybe it was built 20 years ago, except that 20 years ago was just the last time that something flashed in the sky. Because apparently the island fucking time travels based on what I know of this goddamn <laughs> Oh, show. shit, Chad. You're tracking, this sh- you're tracking the shit out of this show. Yeah. I-, I love it. I'm, I'm just remembering a bunch of little things and getting frustrated constantly. <laughs> Oh, so that, you're a regular lost, lost watcher. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. But well, I, I love the classic trope that it went into is that he wants it done now, but it's not ready. We have a, a day's worth of maintenance to do in this <laughs> thing before this generator is supposed to run. It's like, he doesn't care. He wants to run now. It's like, okay, we'll just fairy dust that. Yeah. That yeah. It'll, it'll, we'll will it to work. And yeah. then it does, of course. My favorite. My so favorite. It wor- works because there's someone inside to be a victim. <laughs> yes. Exactly. They re- had to reset their workplace accident calendar. Mm-hmm. God damn, that dude was dead, you guys. They didn't even fill out any paperwork. There's no like shutting down. Nobody no, is no nobody union reps else. coming in. Nobody is overseeing any of this. Nobody. OSHA was pissed. <laughs> Watching this this whole thing, like that whole scene, tripped me out because um Homeboy found the 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 situation. He goes, like, all right, I found it. The the generator switches here, blah blah blah, whatever. And then he throws the switch. And then Zoe screams out no, and everybody goes no, wait no, and he it just goes left on, the circuit shut he, the whole time. He just left it. He left it for a good like <laughs> few seconds, and then he then they go switch it off, and then he goes all right, and then he switches it <laughs> off. But like throughout the whole cries of no, wait, stop, none of that happens. Like he doesn't 
get into like to pull the switch. I think you, that you dude had it in for the other boy, dude. No, no, stop. Don't. I remember <laughs> when they started up the second time, it was like, all right, it's all on and you have to turn on the switches. So when he hits the breaker on, that means the switches are already have it on. So there was no, let's go around, check it, make sure everything's shut off or anything. It's <laughs> like, no, we're just turning it all on from a hard stop to a full yeah. go. It was right just, at the breaker level. For all, for all Not that, only that was. But when they realized that shit didn't work, and they sent someone in there to check to see what might be wrong. They just left everything in the on Absolutely. position. Absolutely, no safety checks. Yeah, and it, yeah, like you were saying, like you just it just took one out of all that shit that was in that room for them to monitor and get this device going. It just took a single throw of a switch to kind of turn it on. Well, it's because all of the other switches were left on. <laughs> on. I, and I love that, although this is all about machinery and everything. Someone somewhere took the time to make a graphical user interface that depicted two electromagnets <laughs> with a body in between it. Mm-hmm. Like they needed that there because the closed circuit television wasn't enough to show them. I don't know what that was supposed to show, <laughs> but they they wasted however much time they spent on it. All of that, all those minutes were wasted. Are you are you talking the people that made the show or the people on the island? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so in the beginning, we see um, one of the scientists or one of Whitmore's men, whatever, he's talking to a bunny in a cage. They flash that bunny on screen for like a fir- like the first few seconds of the mm. show. And my first thought was like... Are what? rabbits another J.J. Abrams thing? You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah, he was... Uh, when he was a kid, he went to the mall at Easter time and sat on the Easter bunny's lap and had a, his first sexual experience. And so that's... <laughs> affected him for the rest of his career. He always tries to sneak bunnies and things into his work. Um, I'm, I'm going to choose to like, believe that. Yeah. About fucking like rabbits, huh? Yeah. I mm-hmm. think the internet should petition J.J. Abrams' porn history. I would like to know what he's been looking up. I'm pretty sure it has. it's heavily influenced by rabbits. Yeah, it's rabbits and men's eyes. <laughs> it's rabbits with men's eyes. Yeah. That's ah, Jesus, that, that's nightmare fuel. <laughs> he only gets lap dances from strippers named Bunny. No. <laughs> I'm, an I'm just imagining a rabbit with human eyes now. <laughs> and I'm never sleeping again. <laughs> or I will be falling asleep in about 20 minutes, <laughs> one or the other. So anyways, their, their grand plan was to... I guess make Desmond quantum leap like to the next place until like he makes like the next leap home or something. I don't know. It had a very Scott Bakula feel to me. Yeah, like, uh, I could sense that too. Like, yeah, it, it looks like they, they wanted it to appear to the audience like, oh, hey, now he's teleported back to a different reality. Yeah. And at that time, I kind of remember this one. At that time, I was wondering like, oh, does Woodmore know how to send them to that other space? Or? Hmm. But I didn't understand that that wasn't what Whitmore's plan was at mm-hmm. all for Desmond or for anyone. Do do we know what Whitmore's plan is? Because on page two of my notes, right. in capital letters, it says, what the fuck was Whitmore's <laughs> plan with Desmond? We never know because it never goes through. Yeah, because Whitmore's like, I have a plan for you. Desmond's like, okay, cool. You I'm guys didn't see that. this in your last episode, which is the next episode? No, Whitmore dies before his plan ever happens. How does Whitmore oh. bite it in the end? smoke monster i think oh no ben shoots him oh that's right oh ben so anyways uh, desmond's transported to another time by the way so he's transported in in our years to like what 2006 or so so he's transported to a time and a place where you could strike up a conversation with a random pregnant woman in the airport and she's not going to look at you like a fucking creep see we've talked about this previously too like um we get it as an audience Mm -hmm. what what desmond's doing but like uh, just from an outside Somebody looking at him from the outside. Of, he he strikes up this conversation, and uh, I know we'll discuss this later in the episode too. Like he's talking to a woman alone at a football stadium who's exercising, and like these women have no problem with it. They have zero problem with like being spoken with by this ravishingly handsome Scottish man. I think I answered my own question here. There you go. I don't even know if it's the looks. It might just be the accent. <laughs> but she has the accent too. Oh, she has a different accent though, and hers goes in and out. <laughs> Who are you talking about? Uh, Claire? Claire? Claire or Penny, yeah. Claire. Uh, Claire. Yes. I've, I was not clear on whether or not Penny was supposed to have an accent or not. <laughs> That's a bad start. So it's possible that both of them had wavering accents. Yeah, we heard her give, like, deliver, like, maybe, what, two lines of dialogue, and they're both, like, very short, mm-hmm. affirmative answers. So Claire's not afraid of this stranger who wants, who's very fascinated in her baby. And then De- Desmond's in the most unusual start to a, to a 
cab ride or car ride I've ever probably seen. Yeah, usually that that part doesn't really happen until like you've been in the cab for a while. Oh, so, and, and that part specifically being the uh, hey, if you want to find any uh, escorts, yeah, yeah, or hookers, I know all of them. Yeah, I th- I thought it was really interesting. Like I heard uh, in this direction somewhere, I'm pointing in the direction of David. Right. Uh, I heard a scoff <laughs> when uh, when the driver was uh, offering to get uh, Desmond a prostitute. I was just like, oh, oh, is someone too good to have fucking cab driver <laughs> prostitutes? Huh? Well, d- well, don't solicit them at the you know airport mm-hmm. curbside because then you go to the airport court to dispute it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which the makes an appearance in this episode. House. Yeah, the airport courthouse because the regular mun- municipal courthouse is just too like jam-packed. To deal with all the crime going on, or maybe the the, the flood of crime from the airport yeah, is so much, is so much the that okay. they had to do this. We we have to think maybe now. This think is LAX is like it's its own territory, like Washington <laughs> D.C. Well, we got to think, guys. This is 2006 LAX airport. Apparently, this is what they're trying to shoot for. This is, I guess, the TSA didn't. It was just starting out, right? So they didn't have everything, so they needed to kind of get an airport. You know what? I'm trying to make sense of this. So, so if you get like a, a parking ticket at the LAX airport, do you dispute it at the airport traffic court? Yeah. yeah. Was that supposed to be for people's convenience? Like, oh, there's an airport courthouse right here. I would kind of like for airport court to be real. It, it, it may be. be on, it probably uh, is. TV. It sounds like a lovely oh, sitcom starring Ray Romano. Airport court. No, it was uh, airport night court. (laughs) (laughs) Starring uh, Richard Mole as Bull and whoever else was in it. (laughs) You can look that up for those of you at home. Yeah, no, that was a good reference. Are you young millennials? Please look up Night Court and watch every single episode of Night Court. That'll prepare you for this episode of What's Up Please just watch Night Court. It's it's a wonderful show. (laughs) So at the airport courthouse, our, our hero Desmond picks up... A hobbit. A hobbit. Mary... Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, uh, airport court, uh, FYI, is uh, the AG's office at, located at 425 Queen Street. And by AG, you mean... Uh, Attorney General. No. Uh, Agri- now I, Agri- now Agriculture I want to <laughs> know what acronym you were thinking of. Oh, I was going to say uh, asshole ghosts. <laughs> yes, the those, asshole ghosts. Those guys. mean ghosts. No, they're ghosts that live in your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but also at 425 Baratania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think those are ghosts living in your asshole, David. I think those are just farts. Excuse me, doctor. I um, I have I have an extreme case of asshole ghosts. <laughs> no, you're just lactose intolerant. I'm pretty sure it's ghosts. You're farting a lot. Doc, I haven't been to several years of medical school, but I think I know when I have ghosts in my asshole. Sometimes I get cold chills in there. Well, that's why when I have a lot of ghosts in my asshole, I go to my priest and ask for an exorcism in my butt. And he's always very happy to do it for me. I mean, who this else are you going to call? Yeah. Yeah. It's happened ever since I was a little boy. <laughs> I would go there and he would uh, exercise the ghosts out of my butt. There's like a legion of ghosts and just he, pouring out of your yep. butt. And he told me that nobody would understand or believe me if I told them I had ghosts in my butt. So to make sure I kept it as our little secret. And so um, this is the first time I've ever talked to anybody about it. And that's uh, that's a true story. I also oh, like yeah. how we go from the asshole ghosts uh, to an Irish bar right across the street. <laughs> oh, yeah. They walk across the street uh, from Baratania over to, to King, right? Uh, and now they're at the... to Baratania. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The other way around. Uh, they basically just moved like three miles crossing that street <laughs> because uh, they walk right into Anna O'Brien's. Which was Anna Bananas at the time, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. It's, it's interesting. They get into a really... I, I found it to be a nice scene, a nice conversation about love, but it seemed like the episode entirely was, was heavy-handed on love. A lot of people start conversations theme. with love. It's like, hi, AJ, I haven't seen you in a while. It's like, have you ever experienced true love? <laughs> yeah. Like, Whoa, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Let's just talk with some... Right, you are some small, a rock star. Some small talk first. <laughs> he just goes straight for the big subjects. <laughs> so, all right. What do you think about love? Also, what do you think about getting cancer and giving cancer to Hitler? What that's that's just hypothetical. <laughs> I'm all over the map on this. If you had a time machine, would you give cancer to Hitler? Um, I would give I I would give Hitler just a nice high hand five. up, like a high five. I would just give him a clean high five, but I would have to do it from a distance. So it'd just be my hand raised up to Hitler. Maybe his hand would reach back. That's how it is in my dreams. Anyway. Is it like pre-Hitler? Hitler is like when he's like uh, still in the army in World War One. Hitler? Are we talking? I'm mostly waiting for someone to ask whether or not like, time machines give you cancer. 
<laughs> yeah, I was thinking like, do you get like a cancer gun that you? Yeah, how do with you, you give someone cancer? I don't know. With I mean, I guess if we parent, figured out time travel, we should be able to figure out how to give someone cancer. But I imagine it in a in a styrofoam cup, and you just throw it at Hitler like, like a hot cup of coffee. But it's just regular room or temperature. Or like he at a football game, or yeah. like give him a shit ton of bananas. <laughs> Wait, pee at a football game? Yeah, yeah. Don't you? Don't you pee in cups and try and pour it on uh, opposing teams? Is that a thing? <laughs> that's that's, that's not certainly a thing. That's a thing at Aloha Stadium. Really? Yeah, no. We've done that to several <laughs> other teams. We've done that? Well, I, do, I say we like I'm a Who's who we? You say, games. no, you're saying we. That means you are part of that. That's what we means. Yeah, yeah. We is in people from Hawaii. That's I don't go to football games. The royal we? Not much aloha there. No. <laughs> Just lots of peas and yeah. lots of pee and cups. No, seriously. They're not Aloha's, minding their peas and cues. Aloha Stadium's a fucking yeah. monster den. Wait, so what cups are they peeing in? Uh, prob- probably plastic beer cups. Like the ones they buy there? Yeah. They drink the beer yeah. and then they pee in it and then they try and pour it on opposing football players or the uh, wives and girlfriends and mothers of opposing football I, players. <laughs> please. I. This, this is the first. These are things that have happened. <laughs> these are documented facts. I've never heard of this in my it's life. Documented. and I'm, yeah. I've never been so more interested to know about what goes on at the Aloha Stadium. We may have stopped once June Jones stopped coaching. I don't know. We've stopped throwing pee at opposing players <laughs> after Wait, th- June this Jones? This was strongly correlated with the presence of a head coach? Yes. So he was causing it in some way. Or not causing it, but correlated yeah, with there, it. Yeah, there's a strong correlation there. I'm not going to say there's a causational thing. I want to believe that because June no Jones... was doing that in Kapolei <laughs> when he was coaching over there. I want to believe that June Jones never told anybody to do it, but just alluded to it very subtly. <laughs> To people and players, like, or he just started joking around it, uh, joking about it, and it just gradually became less jokey as he as he progressed as a football coach here. Do, do you I think, think Ju- like a... Do you think June Jones is related to January Jones? Just like came five months later, though. Yes, that's how I heard it happened. Yes, I believe that's one hundred percent the truth. I think the Jones family can only name their offspring in the name of months. Yeah, yeah. O- October yeah, Jones is a real experience. piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that that was uh, what uh, that John Bones Jones real name was, October, because Halloween, skeletons. Shut yeah. the fuck up, Chad. <laughs> I was trying, all right? I was trying. <laughs> I got it. I was there with you, Chad. Hands out reached like I would to Hitler. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a quick break. Are a we? word from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> we need to actually announce when the breaks are. Today's episode is brought to you by thinkfastimprov.com the world's number one source for Think Fast Improv. Hey, we're back. So the next scene. (laughs) They're in a hospital. And and what I found fascinating about them being in a hospital is that... You skip past them driving past the Elikai. Sure, yes. They drove past the Elikai, yes. Also driving into the water. Thank God they didn't go in the Alawai. They'd just be dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually know a guy who's like dived in there before. Dove? Uh, Yes. That one? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Which is the correct term? Is it dove? Who cares? Sorry, it's pronounced, a, it's pronounced dove. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bird? I've noticed so many people that take up the sport of doving. It's a, I can imagine it being a really fun, relaxing. It's when the past tense of dive cries. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so wait, he, is it just this thing to go diving in the Alawai? No, no, he, he was a uh, part of a paddling team and uh, he, his glasses got knocked off. So he's just like, oh, I better go and fish them out of here. So he just jumps right off, right out of the kayak. When he emerged, like it's yeah. the toxic crusader. And then he <laughs> opened his eyes. He, looks, he comes <laughs> out looking like glasses. Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> like, basically wow. how Swamp Thing was inspired. He comes up and he's like, my eyes, they're totally healed. I don't need these glasses anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have the strength of a radioactive swamp monster. <laughs> So, yeah, anybody who comes to visit uh, Hawaii when you're here, um, know that the Alawai Canal has magical healing powers. Mm-hmm. It's been poop. traditionally used by by uh, Hawaiian people for its uh, healing properties. So make sure to, if you have anything wrong with you, to dip that in the Alawai. Yes, it's especially good for cuts. Yeah. Mm, you you won't find that on any tourist website. No, you'll get this. It's a scoop coming from us here. It's a well-guarded secret. Everyone will tell you not to do it, but they're just, uh, you know. You definitely, definitely want to make sure open wounds. Yes. Mm. The bigger the wound, the better. That's what my my dad always says. (laughs) Your dad always says the bigger the wound, the better? Yeah. Your dad sounds like a psychopath. (laughs) 
Uh, okay, so we're 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 taken to this flash sideways, and we're seeing Desmond's fantasy play out, or what he but wanted the most. Can right? I can I quickly just hop on the fact that he's in the hospital, and he's like, "I want to go," and like, "No, you have to have an MRI." He's like, "I don't want to," but like, "You have to." He's like, "Okay," and that was just the end of the debate. Yeah, like yeah. you can't go home until you have this expensive like MRI procedure that we have an open schedule for right now. Cut to never gotten like someone going right into an MRI. It's like, "Come hey, back in like three weeks, we'll tell you if your brain's fine." Yeah. And he's just like, no, we're just going to slide right into it. Yeah. They're like, just don't fall asleep for the next three weeks. That's when we can pencil you <laughs> into the schedule. So he goes in there. He comes out. And then he sees Matthew, uh, Matthew Fox, whatever that guy's character's name is. What's it, What's his name? Jack, Jack Shepard. Jack Shepard. Right in the middle of the hospital. So in the timeline, he's got off the plane. He's gone out to the office, come out. And I think it's the same day for him. And he started this whole trek around to, to find whatever, to guard a heroin addict. Right. The other guy has done a trans-Pacific flight. He's done a trans-Pacific flight from Sydney to California. He's got off the plane, and he has started a neurological surgery surgery shift. So he's doing brain surgery after sitting on a plane for 12 hours and just going right to the hospital and start working. Well, he is a spinal surgeon. Mm. That's who I want to do my spinal surgery, someone getting right off of a 12-hour flight. Like, how was your flight, doctor? Now, go sorry, ahead and sorry. scrub up. 20-hour flight. I shortchanged that. He was on a plane for a, a damn near day, and he gets off, and he goes right to work. You know, Jack is a workaholic. Yeah. We've seen his ethic. He will trace down family members that are vegetables. I said vegetables. <laughs> also, he lobbies real hard for that spinal surgery. Yeah. He loves spinal surgery. He loves it so much that he'll do it dangerously while just being sleep deprived and cramped up i think we're starting to learn that jack is a terrible doctor yeah and this is a a terrible hospital (laughs) because they're so understaffed that they needed him to come in after being on a plane for 20 hours that was the biggest point i had underlined neurological surgery on my notes (laughs) like i'm I'm looking right at mike's notes it does says neurological surgery i almost fucked that up but i didn't that was the most important point that mike took out of the hospital scene The most important point to me from the hospital scene is it made me really wonder, why do you ask people, have you seen something that wasn't there when you're asking them if they've hallucinated? Because aren't they going to know that it wasn't actually there? Because they saw it. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good Self-diagnosing one. hallucinations when you're not actually on drugs, unless I would see, assume is kind of difficult. Unless well, you see like a fucking werewolf under the water, right? Then like, you can... Were you seeing things that weren't there? I have no idea. I was seeing them. Yeah. But also you had that awkward pause and the, and the doctor's like the, I know whatever you're about to tell me is bullshit look. <laughs> like, I've been, I've been ducking heroin addicts trying to score free drugs. Like, for the last six hours, I know how to spot a liar. That's great. Yeah, he, that doctor, he goes, did you see anything? Did you have any hallucinations? And he says, I don't know. And then she just goes, well, onward to the MRI. That doctor could give a shit. <laughs> She's like, well, you ain't gonna tell me. I got other shit to do. I have a pile, like, as tall as I am of paperwork that I need to catch on so we can get some insurance claims. Let's go ahead and put you in the giant tube. <laughs> there's a there's a part where Charlie is running down the um, hospital corridor or whatever, and it's just him screaming out, none of this matters. Which is, I don't know, I just thought that was great. For no other reason than it was just fun to watch. Yeah, it was like... I I just like when my entertainment tells me that it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like professional wrestling. (laughs) I would would be that wrestler. Oh, I don't know. I'd I'd want to be that wrestler. Like my... what What would be a good moniker of a guy who thinks nothing matters i don't know there's a bunch of them that all that say the wins and losses don't matter (laughs) also it doesn't matter what your name is (laughs) (laughs) none of this matters it was very surreal it felt very dreamlike this i mean i know that's what loss is but this episode felt heavy on dream logic you know what i mean like you go from being submerged in in a car crash to being in a hospital and and so from this episode to the end how much of what happened in this episode really did matter? So so Charlie was right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, maybe TV doesn't matter. All right. So that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. Thank that's you guys all for tuning in. This will conclude everything. We're all going to take a bunch of, um, I don't know, what's that flower? Well, we'll be back next Her week one? with What's Come Up on. With That Book Club. <laughs> 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 well, we'll be considering, I don't know, uh, Richard Dawkins, I guess. Yeah, he was... Uh... He was on uh, original Battlestar Galactica as <laughs> a Cylon. 
That does sound a lot like Richard Dawkins. <laughs> Wasn't he on Hollywood Squares? <laughs> he was the center square. That was, that was Bruce Valanche. <laughs> <laughs> I do love this episode because we get a chance to meet up with uh, Mrs. Whitmore again. Um, mm-hmm. Eleanor. Oh, I, who apparently Eloise. knows exactly Eloise. what is going on with she knows abstract everything. reality. And how to set a dinner plate. Like yeah. She's like, oh, don't fuck up this knife thing. And yeah. I'm so glad because thanks to this and Titanic, that's where I base all my knowledge on how to set up like a dinner set. Like just, like, oh yeah, start from the outside, work your way in. Got it. That's great. That's great. Well, I don't know. Eloise has always been one of my favorites because she just, yeah. she knows just because she knows. And the writers just put it like that for this episode too it's like well how do you know all this she just goes i just know and it's very it's 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 fun it's also frustrating but eloise just she got like boss marks in my book at the party also was one of my favorite unnecessary closed caption moments what did you see the so you know how normally when music or sounds happen in it's it's captioned just as like song playing with some like musical notes at the bottom just the notes to let you know that's happening well this one listed the the title of the track and the The and the key it was in so whatever whatever in like c minor and maybe that's part of the you know whole piece's title but either you have hearing and you know what that song is and so you know like and you just like watching with closed caption which is probably some a small slice of the closed caption using audience Mm. or you're deaf and you're like what the fuck does that tell me I have no idea what the C minor is from a C major. I'm deaf. Why do you taunt me closed captioning? I want to believe that there was like a, someone that watched it, like a young piano prodigy. And he's just like, or maybe not even a prodigy. No, maybe just... That's it. That's it. He, had, he couldn't use his major in music. And now he has a job doing closed captioning. He's like, I've got it. I know this one. And I got, I'm going to die on this hill. I'm putting the title in closed caption. Yeah. They're like, hey, Frank, Frank, um, did, you, did you put the title of the song and the key it was in in the closed captioning for this week's episode? Yeah. Um, why? Why? Mr. Abrams says not to do that anymore. <laughs> well, you could tell Mr. Abrams that I will not let this musical uh, history degree go to waste. And that's why you haven't seen it in anything else, because that man was shunned from <laughs> from Hollywood. He was Never sent packing. caption again. I think he's in the Alawai now. Oh. But yeah, Eloise, um, Eloise Widmore, such a yeah. fun character. Yeah, every time we see her, she's always stopping Desmond from doing something. <laughs> and then we met... Uh, Daniel again, who's apparently the, the, the son of the Whitmore, so he has what I'd assume to be infinite money, uh, but dresses like a grad student, like right. in, a, in, a, in a not well-off grad student at that. He has the, uh, the, the skinny tie that's not tied up, you know, shirts unbuttoned. And a trill hat. And a, and a trill hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did start it with a trill hat, didn't he? A, a trilby? Yes. A trilby. Oh, I just no, called I it just a trill like, hat. How long are we going to call it a trill hat <laughs> We're just keeping it trill. 100. Keeping it 100, trill. So uh, he also apparently knows that this is not real and none of this <laughs> matters. I, I enjoyed that scene with him, too. Also, too, that was a heavy love scene. It just seemed like everybody came up to Desmond this episode and just went like, hey, man, what do you know about love? Like, because Daniel's, Daniel's whole spiel, it had elements of the whole, you know, advanced physics and, and, and quantum mechanics, whatever. And then, like, he just went like, also, I saw this gorgeous redhead with gorgeous blue eyes. I think I loved her. And then I wrote this equation. And what does this mean? It means that the love you take is equal to the love you make. <laughs> Mind blowing. Uh, that's all that equation was. So maybe, maybe Desmond isn't actually a creep because all the people who he's not saying weird, creepy things and following them around to right. are talking to him about love. Maybe that's just like, oh, this is the natural state of being Desmond. Yeah. yeah. He's got that face. He's got that, hey, let's talk about love for a minute face. Like he's the guy that like is talking during the breakdown of a 90s R&B jam. <laughs> With that smooth, baritone Scottish voice. This episode was directed by Jack Bender. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who that is, but like he's like... Uh, from Futurama? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jack or, or the guy from... Bending um, Rodriguez? Yes. <laughs> yes. It was it was Jack Bending Rodriguez who directed this episode. No, So, yeah, Jack Bender actually is known for directing a lot of the Game of Thrones episodes. Uh, some, of the, oh, okay. some of the super highly noted oh. ones. And then I think he directed some Sopranos and stuff. But he's like, he's got his foot stamps all over TV or the, the TV directing world. But yeah, Jack Bender is... 
dope. I think all the episodes that he's done for Lost has been awesome. This one was was I I really liked it. They they kept coming back to that recurring theme of love, which is I right. think I would have liked this more if I hadn't seen all the episodes that come after it. <laughs> yeah, you're really having the series ruined for you. Some uh, some would say that the series was ruined when it came out. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Anything, like, you're having the you disappointing know? parts now, and then you get the the cool, exciting stuff yeah. later. Yeah, but you never get to experience season one. I will. As it was about a year and a half. Yeah, <laughs> you will, but you won't get to experience experience it. Oh, You'll okay. be like, oh, I know it's in the hatch. It's like having sex with a fourteen year old when you're fourteen. Go on, <laughs> go on. Did you do that? No, I also did. You waited till you once. How old were you, you when you had sex with a 14-year-old? <laughs> yeah, you had to wait till you were in your 20s. <laughs> All right, you can talk about it off air if you want. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, Pedocast. <laughs> that was an insane story. <laughs> we totally took a break. That, that's the part where David's going to put the ad in there. Not the part where he was fixing our headphones. He's going to put the ad in there so it sounds like I actually told the story. Can we, can we talk about this? motherfucking fisher stevens <laughs> fisher motherfucking stevens is in this episode you guys i love that who guy. is he um he was the he was the driver what do you know him from though i, I don't know who he is short circuit and hackers and uh, a no. bunch of other shit he was like the most well-informed extra since chris barley and wayne's world Oh yeah, I would say like that's the uh, the level of useless knowledge that guy had. He'd be like, hey, you can you that, can character? you get me? Yeah, it's like, can you get me a flight manifest? He's like, I'm a driver. <laughs> I know people. Why would you ask your driver for a flight manifest? That like, was the very I'm last like, thing that I wrote. In you're my notes. you're Mr. Whitmore's fix it guy. Like Mr. Whitmore would come to you. Desmond and say like I need a flight manifest from this and you would have to figure that out but your method to figure it out is to go right to your driver I think I think we've all learned a valuable lesson that our drivers are very well informed the service and, and industry knows a lot yeah they can get us anything including flight manifests yeah, and, prostitutes. and prostitutes and prostitutes well they're on the same list <laughs> yeah, prostitutes fly they do yeah not like as a superpower or anything but I mean they also board planes what would be a, a prostitute's superpower? To make men happy. Or women. I don't... Whatever is your... I, I assume that they can have the same kind of superpowers as everyone else. Oh. I'm not trying to be like all fucking classist about <laughs> it. what would be the best superpower for a, for a prostitute? But it can't But it can't be so useful that they can get out of the life of, of hooking. Well, you know? what if... Okay, what if, they, what if it Maybe was they, powerful enough to get them out of the life of hooking, but they, but just they choose. chose it? <laughs> yeah, well, what superpower yeah, what would make like you the sex best... Work? At being a sex worker. Uh, I would assume shape-shifting. Oh, oh shape-shifting. Yeah. Okay. So no matter if you were into big girls or you know skinny girls or, 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 or tie boys, they yeah. could fulfill it. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. That would be the best prostitute, right? Or... Yeah, she could be any prostitute. Sure. Like, you could, you could go to bed with, like, I don't know, um, Nicki Minaj. I don't know why that's the first <laughs> name that popped into my head. You know why that's head. the first name. <laughs> Because we were just talking about Nicki Minaj before we started recording. We did. Um, yeah. And Chad could be like, could you shapeshift into a 14-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> or Ariana Grande. I'm okay with that, too. So today's uh, episode, all the stuff that happened in it happened over the course of a few seconds. Well, well uh, Desmond was unconscious. No. 20 minutes is what he said. Minutes. Something like that. I thought he said a few seconds. Yeah, he was, he was only out for a few seconds. Oh, mm-hmm. oh okay. I'm going to choose to live in a world where he was out for 20 minutes. This is like... The phrase 20 minutes did come up on the show, though. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. He did say a few seconds, I remember. What what did they say 20 minutes about? Like, uh, after he was walking from the the what's-a-mit-call-it to the uh, what-have-you. 20 minutes between the IV beating. Yeah. And then... Oh, okay. And then Saeed jumps in the picture and starts snapping net next. I think if Fisher Stevens cash and checks. And he had like some, he had some some weird uh, Robert Smith from the Cure hair. It was like uh, awkwardly set off to one side, <laughs> like like one side it was really pushed into his head, and the other side it was just really far out. It had like, some like like he was involved in a cartoon explosion, or somebody <laughs> asked him to hold a cartoon bomb. He just got done like looking at his shoes, singing like "Boys Don't Cry." <laughs> Uh, he thought he could laugh about it. But he couldn't. No. I, I seriously want to know what Whitmore's plan was, though. <laughs> I, because I Saeed shows up and he's like, oh, you have to come with me. And all of a sudden, Whitmore's plan doesn't matter anymore. Uh, uh, abduct Desmond? Question mark. Profit. Oh, 
Okay. <laughs> so Whitmore's the underwear gnomes. Got it. Wait, yes. Uh, you know what I was great is Desmond, by the end of this episode, after seeing what he sees, he is chill as fuck. Like he, I just wrote in my notes, like Desmond does not give a fuck by the end of this episode. We're just like, you need some help? All right, I got you. Like, oh, you're going to snap those guys next? I'll come with you. Yeah, what, what's really great about how chill he is, isn't the next, the very next scene that we see Desmond in just him running over Locke? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, him running over Locke and then him getting tossed down a well. That doesn't sound very Aloha. That doesn't no. sound very chill at all. No. It's almost like he was in the stands at Aloha Stadium. <laughs> like he was with Penny, where she didn't think she was about to get assaulted by mm-hmm. some stranger. It, was that Aloha Stadium that she was running in? Yes. Oh, okay. How much pee do you think she trekked over a during lot. her exercise? I don't know. She wasn't going into uh, the you know the locker entrance. Is that where that happens? Yeah. That's, it, that's where as you they're, would, as they're walking to do that. off the field. <laughs> As the opposing team is walking off the field with their after boosters. The game? Yeah, after the game is done. <laughs> so it's like uh, right after they either kicked our asses mm. or we kicked theirs, then it's just like, oh, hey, we, we just want to let you guys know exactly how much we hate you. Oh. And the fact that you <laughs> flew for hours to get here. That's like mega Gatorade. Some, some, some <laughs> could ju- this could just be solved with a tarp above the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a yeah. real cheap fix if we didn't want this to happen to visiting teams. Yeah, you're assuming that we didn't want this to happen. <laughs> well, if we didn't want it to happen, we would stop doing it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the school though see, could see, stop this. David said we too. Yeah, I'm not the only one. <laughs> like I haven't done it, but I want to now. I don't no, think I don't, you guys understand what we, do we mean. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it back. I feel like Nick Rolovich would have some words. <laughs> I'm calling you out, Nick Rolovich. I'm <laughs> dumping pee on people, and you can't stop me. He didn't mean that, Nick. I did. Okay. All right. Look. Nick, don't don't be weird about this. Just let us just let David be on people, please. Just let it happen. Yeah, because it's gonna happen. There's a there's a not to stretch too far back. Mm. I know we're wrapping up here, but there's a list at the um, at the the dinner that's being set of this ball thing, mm-hmm. and um, the list is confidential, which is just another means of frustrating the fans or followers of the show, <laughs> right? Like where Eloise tells Desmond that he can't look at the list, and like this just. And that's just perfect loss metaphor for all the blue balls that they've given everybody with those these whiplash mysteries over yeah. the years. Oh, are you trying to figure something out? Well, stop. <laughs> <laughs> just go with the ride, bro. As a fan, I wanted to know what was on that list. <laughs> well, I love how he was like, I can tell you exactly where she's going to be and when she's going to be there. He could be like, she's going to be here. I heard the goddamn name on the list. <laughs> she's on the list. So wait, he can't read the list, but some rando can just just start saying who's on the list out well, loud with his words? I mean, it's not like confidential, like state secret confidential. No. It's like a, hey, no, don't let him see that list. I'm pretty sure that list was forwarded to Hillary Clinton at some point. It was uh, in, J- in Podesta's emails. I believe so. The Russians did not, or did want him to know. So if yeah. Desmond had just waited 10 years, he could have read it on WikiLeaks. <laughs> <laughs> well, now this podcast is dated. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh, I was trying to think of some other things to date us, but I got stuck. Uh, how, well, how about that, that Macarena, guys? Mm. Oh, that Macarena is so yeah. smooth. Oh, how about that smooth R&B group? Um, what are they? Marky well, Mark and the funk, Funky Bunch? Funky Bunch. You know... Young people don't actually know about that. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch? <laughs> yes. They think of Mark Wahlberg as the actor, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Chad, please school us on Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. All right. So here's the thing. Respected actor Mark Wahlberg used to be a rapper named Marky Mark. Listen, up. Would you say rapper, though? <laughs> okay, look. Here, I would not use here's, rapper. Here's the only reason why people remember Marky Mark. Because he stabs a Vietnamese guy in the eye. It's because he hates being called Marky Mark. I was going to say because he modeled Calvin Klein's (laughs) underwear. (laughs) But is he really known? Should he still really be known for it? Because, all right. No, no. He he should be known for his acting career. Yeah, it's like Dave Grohl. Yeah. Who's Dave Grohl? Are you asking about Foo Fighters Dave Grohl or Nirvana Dave Grohl? See, that's the thing. Uh So we would have a debate now. He's been in Foo Fighters for like... 20 years now but it'd be so like oh Dave Grohl he was the drummer he was the drummer for Nirvana for four years yeah Kurt Angle wrestled for uh, TNA longer than for WWE god damn mm-hmm. that's right yeah only me and Michael care about that <laughs> <laughs> you guys are starting a Kurt Angle podcast right like with Kurt Angle yeah I would do that Kurt tweet me what would be the name of that podcast 
The it's true cast. It's true cast. It's, it's damn true. I would, I would say the Kurt Angle of my dangle. Brought to you by the uh, Dairy Farmer <laughs> Coalition <laughs> or whatever there. Yeah, and this app to help people get off drugs. Yeah, send them all to Kurt. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna help you with three eyes. I I think when I do my next introduction at my like uh, next job to my to my division, I'm mm-hmm. just gonna tell them like, all right, everybody, like my I have three things I want us to go by, and I'm just gonna list off the three eyes. I'm mm-hmm. like, and maybe one of them was gonna turn to the other, like, is this motherfucker quoting Kurt Angle? What are the three eyes? <laughs> Intelligence, <laughs> integrity, and integrity. Sorry, we shouldn't do it at the same time and say oh, different also, ones. Do it, no, wait, wait do it at the same time with different ones. Intelligence, Intelligence intensity, intensity, and integrity. integrity. Ah. If there was a fourth eye, say it together. In a guy wearing glasses? <laughs> if there was a fourth eye, uh, J.J. Abrams would be jerking off to it. <laughs> speaking, tr- speaking of extra eyes, like if you're going like into some like a yoga studio, they're always talking about like your third eye. I'm like, and they're and they're referring to something in the middle of your head, but I'm like, no, that's I've got like two other eyes, and that's not where they're at. <laughs> I don't. I've got four of them, and that's and that's not it. It's wait, where are your other two eyes? Well, you got your brown eye. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. I'm with you. And then you got your one-eyed pirate. You know? Got it. Your, your little one-eyed Willie. Or that, big one-eyed Willie. By that logic, are women packing three eyes? Or, or just... I'm I would think gonna so. I'm going to say that they're lacking in intelligence, intensity, or integrity. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that if you want, sexist. <laughs> I love women, guys. Women are great. Um, men are great. Uh, the Everyone's community. great. But if you, but if you don't... One. But if you don't fall into either of those two genders, then you're not great. Yeah, we're we're talking to you, Pixies. Absolutely. If you're not <laughs> one of those two genders, you are is, not great. Is that, and that is, is that the a slur view for the gender queer Pixies. No, that's actually that's part of part of that whole gender normative gender name whatever. They, like, there's something like 26 up to like 400 different gender pronouns that people can yeah, use. It's like he, she, Apache helicopter, and like a few others. Airwolf? Did you say earwolf? Airwolf. No, airwolf. Airwolf. Can 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 I identify as Airwolf? Sure. It's 2017. Right, you can identify now. as anything that you were born as. My gender is now Airwolf. You were born into a man's body, but you've always felt like an Airwolf Apache helicopter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were born that way. Oh, man. I can't wait to update that- my Tinder profile. <laughs> How's that going? Badly. Hmm. When was the last time you updated it? When was the last time you swiped right? I actually gave up on it about three days ago. Oh, well, wait, what? What, what was the blockbuster that happened three days ago? It's January 3rd. Yeah, it was January 3rd. I figured it was two days uh, after I should have given up. <laughs> so what's the next avenue then? Okay, Cupid? Uh, constant, constant masturbation. Mm. Uh, I thought you were going to say constant, constant berating by AJ to the lady listeners of this podcast. Oh man, I was no, in a, no, I, I was in a. I don't think we need to do that. I was in a bad place <laughs> last don't week. Think you we guys. need to do that this week. Oh, <laughs> AJ, what place were you in? Were you on uh, in like the wrong side of Chinatown? Oh, uh, it's I was I was I was on the wrong side of a lot of yeah. towns. Last you, if week. you go back to last week's episode and listen to a Creep Corner, <laughs> AJ, you'll hear all of it. Oh man, oh I really hope that episode gets lost. I hope that becomes a lost <laughs> episode of the Lost Podcast. So uh, we now are almost at the end of the hour. I've managed to stay awake this long. <laughs> it must have been an exciting episode. I, I had to prove to our guest that <laughs> I, I actually care about this podcast. <laughs> also to all of you listeners. Yes, I'm talking to you, me. <laughs> and me. Who's you, me? Uh, no, you, comma, me. Uh. You can also just refer to that as we. That would actually be the correct usage of we. The royal we. Mm. The royal we. Okay, so Chad, next, next we, week's episode. Yes. Season season six, episode 10. Oh, is that the one that we're going to be uh, live recording? Yeah, we'll be live recording that at Fringe Festival. Mm-hmm. By the time you listen to this, that would have come and gone, right? Yes, that would have been two weeks ago. So you fucking missed out. No, you were there. No, like we were there. You guys yeah. missed out. Whoever's not listening to this and listening to us live or will start listening to us live after the fist, uh, after that, thank you. I feel like causality just got fucked in the <laughs> ass right there. We, I think we're all we're all on our own individual causality loops. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, so uh, Ben's going to shoot Desmond next okay. week. That's going to happen. Yeah. Yes. And? Okay. Unless they have like a Theo episode. What's we're going to watch the Cosby show, right? Uh, well, if we're going to watch the Cosby show, can we all dress in matching Cosby sweaters? 
I don't want to feel like an asshole. You know, I thought we were going to have a whole episode without anybody mentioning rape. No, I, I already I already mentioned it like half an hour ago. Oh, yeah. I, I think that should be the challenge of the podcast. Go a whole episode without mentioning the word rape. Or, or alluding to it. You yeah. know what? I, I mentioned it too. You Son know what? I love Stop the f- paying attention. <laughs> I love the fact that we're living in a post-Cosby world where the word, the name Cosby can be uh, a s- euphemism for rape. Euphemism yeah. for rape, like college bros around the world have a new way to. Anyway, yeah, instead of Mickeying a drink, uh, you Cosby it. Yeah, right. That's, that's a thing. Right. That's what it's called now. But yes, that is a thing. My new thing is uh, is not for, raping. For, yeah, that that too is. But when you're taking a large, uh, large shit, you call it a flotus. <laughs> Or you could just say it by her name. That is racist. Mm. Why? Why? Why is that racist? Because you know shits are brown. Oh, I thought he was talking about Miliana. I was talking about Miliana. You could say you're taking Miliana too. I would also. I would. I would accept that. Flotus. It, for those of you who are uninformed, uh, uh, our president-elect Trump. Now this is dated. Once on a Howard Stern interview, went into great detail about how his wife's uh, poops were very large, and I believe that was our Flotus elect. Oh. So now you can just make that a thing for 2017. Go take a Flotus, America. <laughs> I'm so going to take a Flotus. So uh, the next time that people are uh, taking a Flotus and they want to look you up on the internet, Michael, uh, where can they find you? Don't. <laughs> He's got a secret Why would you do that? Don't. Hey, <laughs> you, wanted, you wanted Kurt Angle to tweet you. What's your handle? Oh, you can find uh, all, all of uh, my social media handles uh, at my website, uh, negative1.net. That's negative O-N-E dot net slash Chad. Does that have a link to your Tinder profile on there? Uh, no. Does it have a link to your OkCupid t- profile? I don't even know if my OkCupid profile still exists. Did you delete it? I might it? have like nuked it from space a couple of years ago. <laughs> Well, we should dig that up. All right, all right. Uh, that's your challenge, listeners. And by <laughs> listeners, I mean me. Uh, go and look up Chad's old uh, uh, dating site profiles. All right, Asian listener Yumi, please look up Chad's dating profile. Also, you can find me at um, anevis zero zero three at Twitter on Twitter. You know, Twitter. I'm barely on it, but if you want to come and um, in the proximity of Twitter, if you want to, if you want to see me on Twitter. Anyevis003 on Twitter. And uh, you can find me on uh, Panera Bread Company menu screens in the restaurants. Uh, that's where you can find my uh, dating profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you order it with extra toppings. It's worth it. That sounds so good right now. I really like their potato soup. The baked potato soup from Panera. That's great. great. It's a shame we don't have it out here. Mike, what? <laughs> this, is not where, this isn't where you tell me that we do and I just didn't know, right? No, no, we don't. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I, I have to. I have to buy the uh, the cold soup from Sam's Club. <laughs> and Dave, where can we find you? at? Uh, you can find me at DKJ Comedy on Twitter, and I think that's another episode in the can. That's it? another wait, episode wait, wait, wait. in the can. It's in the can, Mike. Do you guys do comedy? Get lost. <laughs>